Hey there, I'm Bill. And I'm Jeff. And this is the Cub Session Podcast. Uh, we are back in action with episode two. Uh, real quick, want to let you guys know you can reach us at cubsessionpodcast at gmail.com or at cubsessionpod on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, today we're going to take a look at a few different things, one of those being the uh, Game 4 action that uh, took place last night. Uh, but before I get into too much detail, Jeff, how's it going? I would like to start this off with a little bit of a vent here, um, and then I'm going to ask you to talk me off the ledge. Cause, Fair. Because the, the, the things that the Cubs have gotten into uh, when they won 103 games all year long, the, the things they were good at, uh, working the count, getting pitchers out of the game early, and defense, where, you know, that's why they're here. And it seems like they have forgot all of that going you know, through this series. And... I really, there's only one reasonable explanation I can think of for why they're not working the count, and that's Andrew Miller and the Cleveland Indians uh, dominating bullpen. Um, I, I know that you've got some thoughts about how the Cleveland Indians pitching staff is not that great, but to be honest, they shut down the top offense in the Boston Red Sox. They shut down the Toronto offense, and now they're shutting down the Cubs offense, and it's really getting to me. And I feel like the Cubs went all year, working the count, getting pitchers out early, and now maybe they're swinging early because they want they don't want to get to the bullpen and they want to put runs up early, and and it's really frustrating me. And they're making defensive, uh, you know, errors. Chris Bryant had the two errors in the one game and not in the one inning. And not only that, when Bryant fielded that swinging bunt by Kluber and he threw the ball to first, Rizzo left, he didn't even come off the bag to get the ball. He just stayed on the base, and that really. It's really nerve-wracking for me because yesterday when we were doing this, I was thinking that we'd be coming into today at a at a two-two tie, and you know, all of a sudden the series even. We've got our best pitcher on the mound tonight, and we have an advantage to you know Tuesday night with Arietta over Tomlin. So I'm gonna ask you to talk me off the ledge here because I I'm really nervous, and this is the first time all year that I've really had any doubt. Well, I'm going to play the role of the eternal optimist here, Jeff, because I play that very well. It's it's what I do. Um, you need to step back from the ledge. It's not as bad as it seems, even though it is very, very bad. Um, you're right. The Cubs hitters have not been playing baseball the way that we've watched them play the entire season. Um, but to be honest, they didn't do that a whole lot throughout the postseason. If you take a look at the other series, we've got a lot of luck on our side with pitchers hitting for our uh, for home runs and, and, and RBIs, catchers hitting home runs, driving in runs, and then guys like Javier Baez stepping up in the early series. This and driving isn't helping. In these runs. We're, we're, we're in need of our regulars to step in and do what they haven't done all, all playoff long, really all postseason long, and, and drive in those runs and be the big players that they've been all season long. I know this isn't helping, Jeff. I've got to start off by pushing you towards the ledge just a little bit more, and then I can pull you back. So here's what I see going into the rest of this series. I see three games left that really actually, if you look at them one by one, uh, favor the Cubs. If you look at tonight's matchup, we've got a, uh, a pitcher in John Lester who is, is really a phenomenal postseason pitcher, phenomenal World Series pitcher. He struggled a little bit in his last start in the World Series, um, but I think you look for him tonight to come back with a huge 
performance, a bounce back performance where he absolutely dominates the Indians hitters. And I think you look for the Cubs hitting to just come back and play baseball again. You know, they're going up to the plate every time with the pressure of 100 years on their back. And this is a team that played all year long without that pressure. They embraced the target. They tried not to suck. But all of a sudden in the World Series, they feel the pressure. It's starting to pound down upon them. And they don't, they don't react to that as well as we hope they would because at the end of the day, this is a really young Cubs team. And I hate to say it, but sometimes young teams are going to take a little bit of adversity before they can come back and actually perform the way we expect them to. So what I expect to see now is Joe Madden working his magic, talking to these guys, getting them to understand that you've lost the games now. You've lost the games that you're allowed to lose, but you're not allowed to lose another one because then the pressure is no longer pressure. It's reality. So let's get the pressure off our back. It's not there anymore. If you lose one more, it's over. So get out there and play baseball. Get out there and win these ball games because you've got three left. And like I said, the first one, Bauer-Lester, that favors the Cubs big time. This is our matchup at Wrigley Field. Tonight is a must-win game for the Cubs back against the wall. We're going to dominate this one. I expect to see balls finally flying out of the ballpark. Uh, we had Dexter Fowler broke the seal, hit a home run for the Cubs. Thank you. And now we can start to see the rest of the Cubs follow suit, I think, in, in the game tonight. Um, tomorrow, uh, no, I'm sorry, not tomorrow, Tuesday night, we've got a game that's going to be Jake, uh, Jake Arrieta versus uh, Josh Tomlin. Tomlin got extremely lucky, in my opinion. He pitched the game of his life at the time that he needed to. And you know what? That's great. Uh, hats off to the guy. Sometimes you get dominated. But he's not going to do that twice to this Cubs lineup. It's just not going to happen. So the Cubs are going to get another great performance out of Jake Arrieta. Again, the bats are going to come alive against a pitcher that really shouldn't have dominated them once and isn't going to do it a second time. So we're going to force a Game 7. Game 7 is going to be Kluber versus Hendricks. We've got the likely Cy Young winner in the National League versus a guy who is going to be, you know, go down in the annals of history as one of the great World Series pitchers right next to Madison Bumgarner because of the performance he's had so far. But he's going to be pitching in his third World Series start on short rest again. And I just cannot believe that this guy is going to be able to do the things to the Cubs lineup that he's done now twice in a third game in a series on short rest that short that many times. So again, we have to win the game tonight. We have to win the game Tuesday night. But if you look at it from a, a greater perspective at each one of those games individually, every one of those matchups favors the Cubs. Tonight's matchup favors the Cubs. The matchup game one in Cleveland or game six in Cleveland matchup and then game seven in matchup because of the short rest situation, because of the fact we'll have seen their pitcher three times, they'll only have seen Hendricks once. And Hendricks is a dominant pitcher himself. So I really think that we can push a game seven, and I think we can win a game seven. You know, I, I kind of the, – the Kluber thing is interesting to me because in that first game, we saw him come out throw a lot of fastballs, and he just stifled the Cubs with fastballs. Yesterday, he came out and he threw a ton of breaking pitches. So I'm, I'm wondering if they have any other alternative plan, you know. Like those, that seems like the two things you can do, fastballs, breaking balls. So – they, they sh the Cubs should be prepared, and they should know going into that Game 7, if they make it there, that you know we're seeing one of these two things. And after the first inning, they should know exactly what it's going to be. His bag of tricks is empty, Jeff. Like you said, we've seen the things that he has in his arsenal. And that's why pitching a starting pitcher the third time through favors the Cubs. Even if he is a dominant pitcher, even if he is a World Series masterpiece pitcher, um, you have the advantage that you've now seen him twice. You've now recently, in this same series, 
seeing what he's got to offer. Um, I really don't think he's going to be able to dominate the Cubs a third time around. And I really think in that Game 7 scenario, backs against the wall, uh, I think the Cubs will have at that point battled back from down 3-1. to one. So you got to remember, the, the, the dynamic will be totally different if we can force a Game 7. But Jeff, let's think about tonight's game, because before we can get to Game 7, we've got to win Game 5. We have to win Game 5, and uh, I'll give you the lineup for Game 5 right now. Um, a, a couple changes, some small changes. It looks more like the lineup that we saw all year long. Uh, Fowler leading off, Bryant hitting second, Rizzo third, Zobrist fourth, Russell fifth, Hayward sixth, Baez seventh, Ross eighth, and John Lester ninth. I kind of like that. Um, Hayward seems to be coming around. I think Russell might feel a little more comfortable behind Zobrist. And, I mean, Baez, like I said yesterday, let me let me preface this with I am not a Baez hater. I'm just saying <laughs> that that Baez, the only time he's shown anything good was on the national stage, really, in Mother's Day uh, when he hit that True. walk-off home run. I think that he, he, he has fixed his approach this year, and it really came to fruition in the uh, NLDS and the NLCS. And so far, he's been swinging out of his shoes. And I... I I really don't like it. I mean, you saw all the Cubs chasing a ton of pitches yesterday, and I feel like they just need to sit back and kind of pump the brakes a little bit, let the fans be nervous, but they have to go in there and get their job done. Yeah, Jeff, you're exactly right, and I'm with you. There's no hatred of Javier Baez on this show. We love Javier Baez, but he's not hitting the way he's – well, I shouldn't say that. He is hitting the way that you should expect him to hit. He's not quite the player that we've seen at these national stage appearances. He's really – when the lights have been brightest, he's shined the the brightest. Uh, And that's actually made it seem to everyone who's not a regular, everyday Cubs fan that he's the savior of the team. And we said it before, he's not the guy that's driven this team to the 100-plus wins that they've got in this season. Um, He's a role player and he's done a very good job and in the playoffs he's stepped up and he's done really well uh, just like he did in that Mother's Day game you mentioned but I look to the top of this lineup here Fowler yesterday had a great game Uh, he actually got on base a couple of times had a couple of hits. Um, I expect him to do the same thing tonight and and start this Cubs lineup off right Um, I'd really like to see him do the same thing he did last night and get a run in the first inning I think that that would be um, the ideal situation again but this time let's not give it right back in the second. Um, Bryant still struggling. I, I cannot tell you how disappointed I am to see him struggling this bad. And it's it's not that I'm disappointed in him. Again, young player, tons of pressure. You know he's getting the toughest pitches of anybody on the on the field right now because the starters know it. The, the relievers know it. The pitchers on Cleveland's team know that Bryant is the guy that they need to get out. If Bryant gets hot, the Cubs can win this series. That's what the Cleveland team knows, and they're not going to let that happen if they can avoid it. Rizzo, uh, another great game uh, last night, starting to look like himself a little bit more at the plate there. Uh, two for three. Uh, you know, he's really had a, a, a fantastic night compared to where he's been. Zobrist, um, you know, I think he struggled a little bit, but, you know, maybe we get something back out of him tonight. And then I'm glad to see Russell back in the five spot, like we said. He still hasn't done it yet, but I think he's got the ability. Hayward had a great game. I'm happy to see him getting another start in the Six hole again. Baez down in seventh hole. I like that just fine. His defense is impeccable. Um, I actually think we should look for David Ross to have a big game tonight. I think he's been sitting on the bench just long enough to to, to get to the point where he's ready. He this needs could, to snap this offense out of their slump. This could be his last start in the uh, in the big leagues. You know, he, that's true. If it goes to Game Seven, even he's not. Lester's not pitching. He's not going to be catching. He. 
I like that. He he could be the guy to put something up tonight because he's not. He seems to be the relaxed, calm, calm everybody down player on in that uh, dugout, and uh, <clears throat> I, I really look forward to seeing him play tonight. Yeah, his leadership is unquestionable. You know, David Ross has brought an element to this Cubs team that had been missing for a lot of years, and it's that veteran presence, that guy who's been there, done that. Um, you know, seeing these things that these other guys just haven't and, and can bring that experience and share it in a way that, that other players really take in. You know, there's a lot of ways where you can share information and people don't take it very well. They don't, they don't receive it. The way that David Ross does it has been really accepted. You've seen the way Bryant and Rizzo have uh, treated him and the other players have all really treated him throughout this, uh, this final year of his career. Hayward, but, Hayward paying for sweets? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, exactly. Exactly. Hayward, you know, the guy hasn't hit very well, but he's done a lot of great things off the field. But speaking of Hayward's hitting, he, he's heating up a little bit. You know, we've seen some good things coming out of him. Do you think we should expect, you know, more of that? Or is that just a little fluke? To be honest, I, I wouldn't expect more of that. It'd be nice if it could come. Um, but when, when we touch back on what the Cubs did to win 103 games and get to the World Series, Hayward wasn't the one hitting. And I feel like seeing him is the, you know, he's he had two hits yesterday, and that was tied with Rizzo and Fowler for the most hits on the team, and they lost. Like I'd, I'd rather see the rest of the guys hit and Hayward, you know, just go about what he's been doing all year long, saving runs in the field. Um, if he hits, it's a bonus in my eyes. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think that that's exactly the way we have to look at Hayward right now. Is uh, kind of like we've been saying about Javier Baez. If you get the hits from him, that's fantastic. If he plays Gold Glove defense, that's expected. Uh, I think that's really why those two guys are in the lineup, and they they should have good at bats. I think that that's something you can expect. Um, but speaking of good at bats, you know, we we had seven hits last night, Jeff, but we only drove in the the two runs. What can we do tonight? We we need better clutch hitting. You know, the clutch hitting has just absolutely been missing from this team, and and I don't really know, you know, looking back at the entire playoffs, have we had a game where we've really had a lot of clutch hitting. So to win this World Series, to win tonight and, and continue forward from there, we're going to need clutch hitting. Yep, I, I, I agree. See ball, hit ball. Um, I, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that uh, Bryant needs to be the guy to stick up like you, like you uh, mentioned earlier. But at the same time, the whole team just needs to relax on swinging at those breaking balls in the dirt. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't handle. It's almost like like how hitters made an adjustment on Arietta this year. His pitches had so much movement that they just stopped swinging, and he started walking more. Um, the Cubs kind of need to take that into mind and and stop swinging at these breaking balls. Uh, it's not Corey Kluber out there tonight. It's Trevor Bauer, very uh, hittable guy. The one difference tonight is that we don't we don't have Schwarber in the lineup like we did last time we saw him. Um, I I think that yesterday <clears throat> there was really one one pinch hit opportunity and we saw Coglin, which at the time I thought was the right move, just because it was a righty lefty matchup. But man, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think that there was never really a good time to get Schwarber into the ball game last night, and that's almost in and of itself an X factor because there was this expectation that Schwarber would be able to affect the ball games at Wrigley, similar to how he did at uh, in Cleveland, and he just has not been able to do that at all with his one pinch hit in game uh, game three, and then you know no at bats there in game four. So tonight, are we going to see Schwarber? Is there going to be an opportunity to get him in the game? I think I think we have to see Schwarber tonight in a winner go home game. Um, it's funny because after that, the two games in Cleveland, we were talking about 
Kyle Schwarber, World Series MVP. Um, That's right. And then he didn't get cleared to play the field. And, and I was thinking, okay, well, if he comes in, pinch hits three games in a row, hits three home runs, he can still get that World Series MVP. But, you know, I, I really think we need to see him. Um, I think it'll be for whoever's struggling tonight. So, honestly, if Brian's 0 for 3 or 0 for 2, I, man, I don't like saying this, but I, I feel like an idiot saying this, saying that Schwarber could come in to pinch hit for Brian. Well, but let's talk about that for a second, Jeff. Bryant had a really rough game last night. You know, two errors, both of them throwing errors on plays that, you know, he made a great play uh, defensively, but then just totally made a, a bad throw. What's going on with Bryant? And this is, is this the, the struggles at the plate starting to translate out into the field? Is he starting to lose his focus when he's, you know, on defense because he can't get out of his head with the slump that he's in at the plate? Because if that's the case, maybe we do st- see, see Schwarber go in early as a, a pinch hitter and get the defense rearranged so that we have a little better defense at third if his struggles are going to start translating over to, to the field. I do not think they're connected. I honestly think it was just a bad inning. Um, you, you don't see that out of Bryant often, uh, rarely ever, to be honest. Uh, I think he's got four errors this postseason. I, I just think it was a rough inning. And then you got John Lackey over there barking at him with his mouth full of teeth. And uh, I don't think that helped at all. So I, I, I really just think that uh, I think Brian's going to have a big night. I don't think we'll be talking about Schwarber pinch hitting for Bryant, to be honest. Um, but if he's having a rough night, I wouldn't doubt it. I've got my Bryant jersey on tonight, Jeff. I'm feeling really good about it. I think that he is going to have a uh, a great game. And I've called this a few games already now, but I'll tell you what, I am expecting big things out of our MVP player. Uh, if we don't see at least a home run out of him, I'm going to be disappointed tonight. But I'm expecting big things, big-time runs driven in, big hits in big situations. Hey, uh, they, got, they got eight hits from their 2-3-4 hitter last night, and we had two. So... I think that it's necessary if we're if we're going to be talking tomorrow about uh, a game a game six. Um, I'm glad you brought up what you were wearing tonight. I have lost. I have ditched my Cubs gear. Um, <laughs> it hasn't brought us any luck because some because somehow what I wear affects the game. I'm glad I'm glad you said that actually because I have not worn Cubs gear for the last uh, two games. So I thought that maybe I would switch it up as well because I you know. As we all know as fans, what we do and what we wear, big time effect on the ball game. So, you know, tonight's matchup, Jeff, Lester Bauer, we, we've touched on it a little bit. What are your thoughts on this, 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 uh, you know, epic matchup of game five backs against the wall, you know, do or die, win or go home. We put John Lester on the mound. Uh, is Trevor Bauer's pinky finger going to hold up? I, <laughs> I think he might see a little bit of blood on the rubber. Um, Bauer has not pitched well this postseason. He's had three starts, only nine innings, 12 hits, five runs, and a five ERA. Um, Cubs jumped on him early last time around. I think we'll see the same thing again. Now, Lester, um, he had a little bit of a, an unlike him outing last time out. Uh, he didn't pitch that great, but, but still, this postseason, he's pitched four games, 26.2 innings pitched, Five earned runs and a 1.69 ERA. I think that uh, it's crucial that he gets out to a, a good start as he only went 5.2 innings last time out, gave up three runs. So so he, he got his bad start out of the way, and you would not expect him to have two in a row. He's not, he's not John Lackey. 
Agreed. Agreed. His teeth are much smaller. Um, yes. Yes. You know, one thing I'd really like to see with this matchup tonight is, that, you know, the strike zone has been a, a point of contention in a few of these games. And one thing I'd love to see tonight is I'd love to see the strike zone called fairly, called correctly, but I'd like to see Lester getting in it and getting in it early, hitting the corners, getting the calls. I don't want to see him getting flustered. You know, this is already a back against the wall game, you know, win or go home. If you Start getting flustered early because you're not getting calls on strikes on the corners. It's going to really spiral. It could start turning into everybody on the team getting that negative attitude about the strike zone. And I think that that has actually been hurting us because if you look back to the regular season, if you look to the way the Cubs played baseball all year, again, that approach at the plate, that approach also at, you know, to pitching was never arguing balls and strikes. And we're seeing it here in the playoffs a lot more that our pitchers are barking at the umpires, that our batters are going to turn into the umpires. You know, one thing I do not want to ever see again is a Cubs hitter swing and check their swing and immediately kick their hand up and point to the first or third base umpire. <laughs> you should not be asking for the swing to be checked. Your argument should be that it was not even close enough to need to be looked at. If your argument is you got to take a look at it, you may as well just ask the umpire, please call that a strike on me, because it happens every time. Sounds like we've a Javier Baez move. We've seen Javier Baez, and again, this is not a hatred towards him. This is a youth and inexperience move, but I've seen him do it a couple times now where he jumps up, pointing to first base, and the umpire just looks at him, and you can almost see him laughing behind the mask as he calls the strike. He doesn't look down to first base. He calls the strike, because if you're going to pop up, pointing to first base, you know you swung. You know, I'm sorry, but it's things like that that we just we can't be seeing that. No, no, I I uh, I'm with you there. Um, although I I man, I'm still I'm still standing on this ledge here. I'm I'm nervous, but I do have optimism that if we win tonight, um, game six is ours. We got Kyle Schwarber back up in the lineup, so so yeah, I, I we need this win tonight. Yeah, well, you know what? I agree, Jeff. I agree. We definitely need the win tonight. You know, as a friend of mine told me, uh, being down two to one is no big deal. Being down three to one, that's a big deal. You know, this is not a fun situation to be in. You know, it's a tough spot, and we've got to kind of just rally behind this team. You know, one other thing that I've noticed that's kind of been disappointing to me, and I hate to say it's a reflection of the situation, but watching these last two games, the Cubs fans in the stadiums have yet to get into a ball game. Last night in the first inning when the Cubs scored, that was the opportunity for that crowd to erupt and not let go. And I'll tell you what, by the top of the second inning, there was no noise. There was nothing intimidating the Cleveland crowd. Where is the Wrigley Field advantage for the Cubs when the, the, the crowd never really gets into it? But the observation I made is if you look at the price of the ticket today, if you look at what's going on with this current World Series and the secondary ticket market, I doubt you have many fans at the games right now at these World Series games who are Wrigley Field regulars. These are a lot of people that have the money to go to a World Series game, want to take in the experience, but they're not going to get behind a team that's not scoring runs. They're not going to energize the Cubs. The Cubs need to energize them. Right. I, uh, I'm with you there. I feel, like they did, I feel like they did get into it a little bit after the Fowler run, but as soon as that second inning came around, it was just all the... Man, the, the, the wind, the air gets sucked out of that stadium so fast because of all the history. And I, I really don't think that the, the players are thinking about it until that happens. So I, I think that the fans do need to stick with them. And, and uh, it's, a, it's a win or go home game. So, you know, they, the fans need to be there giving all they got. If I, had, if I had three grand to spend on a ticket, I'd be there. 
No doubt about it. I, I'm with you. So what are the keys to victory tonight, Jeff? We've got to win this game. Uh, we've got to force a game six. What are the keys to victory? John Lester, quick first couple innings. Um, to go along with that, I, I think that uh, I'm going to stick with the you-go-we-go in go Dexter Fowler and maybe uh, Bryant's bat waking up. So there's, there's two bats that we need going. Um, and at the same time, all the bats need to show a little more plate discipline. Plate discipline is very important in a game like this because you want the pitcher throwing a lot of pitches and you want to wait for your pitch. Um, I guess it's one thing if they believe that the pitch they're waiting for is coming, you know, pitch number one, they see a fastball and it's hittable, swing and hit it and, and do something with it. Don't, don't, you know, don't swing at a foolish pitch. So plate discipline, John Lester uh, getting a couple quick innings in, and then uh, Chris Bryant's bat. Yeah, no, those are really great keys to the game tonight, Jeff. And I, I can't say that uh, there's anything else that 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 I haven't already added to this. You know, as far as a key to the ball game tonight. So, you know, before we end the, the, this uh, episode too, there was one last thing I believe you wanted to do here to, for the first time. I'm gonna give a bean ball to Daryl Hayes, our uh, St. Louis Cardinals fan friend, who has been uh, he's been a loyal listener for one podcast. So right. uh, I'm giving Daryl Hayes a bean ball. And uh, remember, tweet at us at CubSessionPod or email us at CubSessionPodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Well, hey, guys, I'm Bill. And I'm Jeff. And this was the Cubs Session Podcast.